Top Soup Podcast, where I'm your host, Preston Planells. We've got people from all across the nation that will discuss and reveal their own ways of how they conquered their own mountains. Our goal is to give you as much information as you need on how you can reach your own highest potential and can be on top soon. I hope you enjoy. All right, guys. Thanks so much for coming in today. Is another episode of the On Top Soon podcast. Oh, keep in mind, happy Easter. Forgot to tell you guys that. Um, Today we have a special guest from West Virginia. Um, I actually met her on a plane ride from, where was it from? Dallas to Austin? Yes. Dallas to Austin. Yeah, so uh, (laughs) it's crazy. Uh, I'm very happy that she's on the podcast with us. She's going to talk a little bit about um, the transition um, and the recruiting process. It might be a little different for for tennis, um, but... Um, I just want to welcome Kat Lyman. Thanks, Kat, for coming on. How are you doing? Thank you. Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Just getting through this corona stuff, you know. It's, yes. it's unbelievable. I, I, I know. This is do. crazy. It's a crazy time for everyone, NCAA athletes. It's, it's a mess. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But the best time to do the podcast and to get people understanding how much <laughs> of a tough struggle the recruiting process is. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, give a little background. Um, this whole podcast about trying to get high school athletes to understand that you know the recruiting process is tough. Um, it's definitely something that is. I mean, I know it hit me differently. I know it hit different other people differently. Um, you know, emotionally, just trying to connect with with, with athletes. I mean, kind of tell me how that recruiting process went for you. Yeah. So for. I mean, I would say I only know about tennis, but for the tennis um, recruiting process, it starts, I mean, technically no one can speak to coaches and they can't contact us until September 1st, junior year. Um, But a lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes. Like, you know, you can be talking through a coach to a different coach. So your name is out there um, all throughout high school, freshman, sophomore year. And that's kind of I would say freshman, sophomore, junior year are the three most important years um, of your tennis career, really, when you're looking to play collegiately. So it's definitely, I would say everyone handles it differently. I really enjoyed the recruiting process. Um, I think once once you hit junior year, um, a lot of people change just because of the pressure that is on you now. Um, I don't know. I I think it has to do a lot with your personality and how you were raised because when there's 30 college coaches standing next to your court, like you're going to, you know, probably not play the same as you do normally when it's just your mom and dad watching you. So, I mean, I personally play better when there's more people watching me. So it worked out in my favor for sure. But then there's other kids who completely are going to fold and, you know, they turn into a wreck on the court. Like, you know, they'll be shaking, like have no idea what they're doing just because of how much it really matters because a coach is probably only going to watch you for, you know, they'll maybe only watch one of your matches or only watch you for half an hour. And that'll kind of determine a lot whether or not they want to, seek interest in you and end up contacting you. So it definitely is tough. Um, And it probably goes on for maybe six months is probably like prime time, maybe a little bit before junior year and then all the way through maybe December, possibly going into your senior year. But for the most part, every single kid knows where they're going before they start senior year. so that's kind of how my recruiting process went and how it is in junior tennis. Okay. All right. Um, so I know it's, uh, you, you mentioned how, uh, you know, you have, you have the college coaches coming out um, and watching you all the time and, and how people can fold. I mean, how do you connect with the college coach? I mean, you know, you can start texting them a little bit. I think, I think you can do that for tennis too. I mean, all athletes, can do it um but how do you how would you like develop uh, a relationship with a coach right yep so once 
September 1st hits um, junior year, you're, I mean, I got texts at literally 12.01, like on September 1st, like from coaches, you're going to get probably 50, 75, 100 emails and texts just from coaches throughout the nation contacting you. Um, you know, there's going to be D1, D2, D3, everything. So, you know, they're all, you know, have seen you play. Um, I would say most coaches are going to like 16 and under tournaments just to watch these, you know, kids, how they are when they're young, because they know that they'll be good when they're older. They're not going to watch like the 18 year olds who are already committed to playing. So um, for the most part, they're all going to know a general idea of how you are as a player. So um, when they do reach out, um, I think personally, the best tip is to respond to everyone, keep in open relationship with everyone. Um, I wouldn't shut anything out. Um, I think that's kind of something I wish I did a little bit better. Maybe some of the schools who I didn't necessarily think were like schools I wanted to go to, I kind of just pushed off and ignored and never really gave them a chance. So then you know, I was kind of just waiting for this bigger opportunity. And if it doesn't come, then it's like, oh, no, like I, you know, already told the other ones I wasn't interested. So um, that's definitely something to think about. I would, you know, tell everyone, maybe I'm not interested at the moment. But, you know, if I see any interest in the future, I'm not going to hesitate to reach out. Um, So I would say, respond to every email, every text that you get. And then when you look to contact coaches, um, maybe have a little bit of background on the school before doing so. I think it definitely helps when you're like, you know, if I'm in a coach's position and I have a girl emailing me and, you know, it kind of just sounds like you've absolutely, you know, you have no idea what you're, you know, you just want to say, I'm, I want to contact University of Hawaii because it's in Hawaii. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I feel like a lot of coaches are going to be like, okay, they, they're only contacting me because they know I'm a good school and, or they want to be in my location. Like, I think it's important to have a little bit of background and, you know, get around and talk to people to know if that's actually a program you would seriously have interest in. Yeah. Yeah. You, you touched on a lot of good points there. Um, you, you mentioned the, the whole background part. I mean, I think uh, another big part that uh, a lot of, I mean, the, the past two have been saying that um, to make a list, you know, of, of mm-hmm. what, you know, when you start to bring down the colleges you want and um, start talking about, like, what you want out of a college, you know, the pros and cons. I mean, did, did you do that personally? Yeah, I think that was something that I worked with a lot um, with, my, like, my private coach. Um before junior year kind of like the summer after my sophomore year going into junior year I um we all you know kind of sat down and we're like okay where do you want to be like do you want to be in the southeast do you want to be in the southwest do you want to go back up north like where are you looking do you want to look at a big conference in the power five acc sec something like that um or are you not necessarily opposed to going to a smaller school you know, do you want to have a football team? Do you not care about that? Um, I think those kind of were my main things that I listed out in like a pros and cons list. Um, another thing was having mostly an American team, I think is really important, um, especially with tennis, because it's such a, it's a sport with such a small team. I think it's really important to make sure you have like a family environment. And I think that works best just from experience when you're around people that you can really relate to. Um, uh, When it's, you know, I was just on a team with a girl, you know, girls from Canada, Russia, Brazil, Ecuador, and then I was one of the two Americans on the team. So it was like, everyone has, it's awesome being, you know, friends with people from all over the world and you're never really going to get that. But I think when it comes to the team aspect of things, it was a little bit all over the place because you have so many different perspectives and points of view and, you know, all coming together was a little bit tough, especially, you know, when girls can't even really know your language as well as you do. Like, 
it's hard to all come together as a family. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I mean, on that note, like, I think we could both say that, uh, that team, team atmosphere and like team relationship is, is a big thing. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, when I was going to, when I was thinking about the colleges I wanted to go to, I definitely wrote down just like family atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, swimming was, um, like the only place like, I could actually feel, you know, get a little bit of emotion out, you know, if I was angry, get out of, you know, for you, maybe the racket or, or the ball or something like that. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was just swim my heart out. So I think, um, a lot of the time, like you kind of need that, um, like back, like, what's it, what was the word? Wow. You just need that like backup from your team. And, um, I mean, I mean, how do you deal with that? I mean, you know, being one of two Americans on the team, you know, you, you mentioned how people struggled with, with language barriers and, and stuff like that. I mean, maybe tennis. I mean, I don't know if you guys have like usually like tennis strategies or is that a thing or just how, yeah, how to yeah. play it differently maybe. Um, yeah. But how do you guys get around that? So it was tough and I'm, I won't, I wouldn't say that we necessarily like, achieve that at the end of the day like because it's always going to be something that we're all working towards um but of course like when everyone's coming from different cultures and backgrounds and how they were raised and you know everything like it's you know you're going to eventually clash with someone with multiple people so that was kind of something that we all had to work through the entire year and it was tough because that was always like weighing on our shoulders when we're going in you know when we're going into a big 12 match and we have to go play Texas and Baylor. Like it's not, you don't want to have to think about, you know, your teammates not being behind you and supporting you. Um, You want to know that you're going in there. Everyone's rooting for you. You can root for everyone. And, you know, you just lay it all out in the court pretty much. Um, So, you know, working on that with our team, I think it was, it was a lot harder I would say in the first half of the year, first semester, um, because definitely, I mean, for me, I was the only freshman coming in. So they had all been with each other for at least one year. Um, And so when I came in, it was kind of like, I don't know. I don't think everyone communicated as well as we could have. And then once we moved on later into the year before conference and everything, we had a lot more like meetings and sitting down and just kind of getting every single feeling and emotion out, like whether or not it was going to, you know, maybe hurt someone's feelings or something like you just have to eventually lay it all out on the table and like, be like, listen, you're doing this and I don't like this and this needs to change. And, you know, that's, that's kind of the biggest progress that we made as a team was letting everyone know how we felt, what we thought could get better. Um, and we saw like the biggest difference after that, like immediately as much as, you know, you don't want to hear that other someone else thinks you're doing something wrong. Like it's, you know, it really does like get in your head and you're like, okay, like you're right. I got to change. Like I'm affecting my team poorly. And so that's kind of how we all went about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least you guys called each other out, you know, that's yeah. team meetings. Team meetings are definitely a big, big, big part. Um, well, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but going back to a little bit of the recruiting, um, you mentioned that you had a good time with the recruiting process. Yeah, I would probably say that I, I haven't really heard a lot of people enjoying. I mean, <laughs> I think for me, I was just stressed. Like I couldn't, I couldn't keep up. Um, I had so many people, you know, telling me which schools to go to or or which schools they thought were the best, or just updating me. So I mean. Right. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people have anxiety or stress or just sad because they don't want to let anybody down. I mean, how did you enjoy it, really? Or maybe <laughs> not enjoy it, but just like, yeah. you know, how, 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 do you feel, how do you deal with your feelings? Um, I think that kind of like enjoyment part came from like me playing, you know, I think everyone probably started playing tennis when they were four or five for me, probably closer to like 10. Um, but, you know, it's something that you do every single day. You're putting in so many hours, you know, kind of tearing apart your body for this sport. And this is finally like the time where you see all of this work pay off. And so for me, it was like, wow, like, you know, everything 
there are, you know, you know, 50, 60, hundreds of coaches that want me to come play for their school. So it was, for me, it was like, okay, wow. Like now this is in my hands. Like I have the ability to choose where I want to go to school. And that was something that was like unbelievable, especially, you know, going to, you know, public school, different schools really um, in high school and middle school. And it was always something like, you know, their most important things are, you know, academics and, you know, they're probably going to have to stay in state because of in-state tuition and what are their parents, you know, how are they going to afford college? So it's like, wow, like that's, you know, something that athletes don't really have to think about. And, you know, that's such a big part of life, getting an education. So that was like, I don't know. I think that was like my main feeling behind it was like, I, you know, this is, I worked hard in athletics. And so this is where it's getting me. Yeah, that's good. I mean, a lot of people kind of have to have to adjust to that. I know I did. I think what happened for me was just like, you know, the, the stress level got so high that I actually had to step back yeah. and just kind of take a couple of days from school, from swimming and just realize like all that hard work we put in from, you know, I started swimming when I was eight or mm-hmm. nine. So, so you got to think about like, what got you into the sport, what, like, why you love the sport to, like, almost not get that stress again, you know, almost, like, to just be thankful, you know, that, that we do get this opportunity, um, but how do you, do you have anybody, like, influencing you, or just kind of, like, you know, nudging you to the side, or just kind of, like, hey, it can't, like, you know, we need to go over there, you know, or, or maybe, like, your parents, like, oh, hey, you know, got at home you can stay home something like that so like totally how was that how was that yeah of course so I think I probably got like lucky on that side of things because my parents completely for the most part I would say stay out of you know everything that has to do with tennis for me so it kind of eliminated that stress side of things um going into matches you know they're not standing right next to the court, you know, freaking out, like every single time I miss a shot or something, which believe me, there's, you know, uh, hundreds of parents who are doing that to their kids. And it's like, oh my gosh, how can they play with that? Um, So they definitely let me kind of do my thing on the court. But when it came to the recruiting process, I think they stayed out of it until they saw like, like a complete opportunity, like a rise and that was like with the Naval Academy for me. Um, They, I kind of didn't, you know, I think I knew deep down that I wasn't wanting to go to like a military academy, something like that. But for them, it was like, they kind of looked past that and they were like, no, but look at this like opportunity you have. Like, this is what your life can be like if you go and graduate from this academy. And so that was kind of the only time that they really pushed something for me. And so that's probably when I felt like the most like frustration and stress was because like, how can I convince them that it's not for me if like there are so many, you know, supposedly good things about this place, you come out and you're set for life. So they say, Um, that's kind of where I saw the most like stress and frustration. Yeah. Man, I will tell you, you got to tell listeners right now, it's not always like this. Yeah. <laughs> we have a wonderful time out of cat right now. I, I, uh, <laughs> wow, that's that's surprising. I mean, I know for me, I was just, I mean, I, I had so much stress. I don't know how you got so lucky with all this. I know, um, you know, my, my parents were on my butt all the time with it, you know, they were trying to, and not really telling me where to go but it was more like it just wanted me to make sure I was on top of it yeah. you know I think a lot of it is just like your parents are gonna worry about you because think about it like if you don't have that I mean I think a, a coach might have told me this uh, in the recruiting process like make sure that you you know you love the place before before the sport like say you say you get injured and you can't play tennis or I can't swim for the next four years. Will I be able to go to that school for the next four years and still love it the same way? You know, and I think like that's why I had so much stress because I couldn't think of I was trying so hard to think about where the best place was for swimming and academically 
that I didn't even think about, you know, going to a place that I actually enjoy. Yeah. You know, luckily, I mean, I will say it, I was fun. It, it does get a little cold as people know, it's very cold, but, um, man, I don't, how, how do you have it so easy? I wouldn't say it was easy by any means but I would say that the stress like the only stress that I felt was like me putting it on myself like you know you know almost like after the fact like oh wow like did I really just tell you know this university that I didn't want to go there because I thought I was better than that and it was like oh no like now I'm just gonna be waiting for this you know, call, but, you know, every single day that goes by, it's like, okay, they're not calling. Why aren't they calling? Should I reach out to them? So it's a little bit of just me on myself, like, oh, shoot, like, you know, what am I doing? I think it was because I didn't have a lot of direction as opposed to, like, most kids just because of how much my parents, like, stayed out of things. It was like, okay, now this is all on me. Like, I don't know if it it should be all on me. <laughs> yeah, wow. You handled it pretty well, huh? Uh, I mean, two transfers later, I don't know if I would say so. <laughs> hey, one, one, one transfer. Okay, one, one and a half, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll count it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, so I don't know if I, I asked this before, but uh, did you take officials? Officials or unofficials? Uh, either one. I mean, Yeah, both. Take, okay, yeah, so, I mean, if you can, just – just give a little bit about the the unofficials and like where you went and stuff. Okay, yeah. So unofficials, I think I believe I took them all within like a maybe like a four or five month period of time. But I visited, let's see, University of Tennessee, University of South Carolina. I visited Furman, Tulane, and then last was Navy. Okay. Yeah, and then the only two officials I took were also Navy after that, and then um, West Virginia. Okay. Yeah. So, so um, I don't know. Do, were you able to meet with like a coach during the unofficials or anything like that? Or I mean, yeah. tell the difference between the unofficials and officials, I guess. Yeah. Pretty much, unofficials are okay. Let's say officials. When you go on an, an official visit, you're taken care of completely. Um, the coach will fly you there or, um, you know, they'll find some type of transportation for you to get there. They, you know, cover every single meal, put you in a hotel, um, or you might stay with girls on the team. Um, And then on officials, you're kind of just visiting at your will. Um, They'll still have like an itinerary for you. Like you're going to go meet these people. So, I mean, in, it's pretty much the same aspect um, of meeting people and seeing the school. I think I would say the only difference is on official visits, they can pay for everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I know for me, I, I took unofficials um, to mostly big 10 schools. Uh, I think what did I, take them? I, I can't remember why I took them, but I know that um, I think the biggest difference for unofficials and officials that you don't really get the, uh, the team atmosphere. Like we kind of talked about earlier. Um, I think I met maybe a couple of the freshmen when I was there, but I think the difference um, between unofficials and officials that like, you know, you kind of get that team, a little bit of team, more team than than unofficials. And you get a little bit closer with the coaches during officials. I know I I only got to speak to one, uh, one coach at Iowa on my unofficial and on my official, I was able to talk to all the coaches. You right. know, so I think I think uh, you'd say like unofficials are more like personable, right? Like you don't really worry about, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Definitely, I think that unofficials are, or yeah, I would say officials are more serious. You're probably gonna, I don't know. For me, all the unofficials I took, I took with more than one person one other you know recruit coming in besides maybe one maybe two visits um but for the most part it was always me and two or three other girls that were also looking at the school on unofficials and then when it came to officials it was pretty much like all me um you're really you're i sat down with all 
these staff people, um, you know, I'm meeting the trainers, meeting the, you know, every coach and academic people. So that's kind of how it was for me. It was definitely more like serious. I got to know the actual people better. Wow. All right. So, so we had a swap then. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had, um, for unofficials, I actually had one. It was just me. So I actually had to do it myself on my unofficials. So I only had, it was just me, my dad, and the coach. So I got to see all the facilities and stuff like that. But I got to to ask more questions, get a relationship with the the assistant coach rather than, like, for you, you had two or three on the unofficial. And then for me, I had, I think I had, like, seven or eight on every official trip. Really? You know, just getting to know different freshmen. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, see, there's a difference in tennis yeah. and swimming. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's okay. crazy. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I, yeah, I don't think I went on an official visit. Yeah, well, I only went on two, and both of them were just me. So that's definitely, wow. yeah, a big difference. I wouldn't have known that about swim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's crazy because – yeah, for swimming, for swimming, yeah, I think I had an average of like eight or nine, which is which is crazy. You know, for an official visit, like you don't really have anybody swimming like the same strokes, but it's just mm-hmm. like you see, you look around, it's just like the competition, and you're like, I remember you. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I remember you, and it was <laughs> it was kind of awkward, you know. You okay. you know these officials, and you're like. All right, so I got to impress the coaches yeah. more than the other person. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, I mean, swim is such a big sport. I mean, how many how many kids do you have on your team right now? Guys team around 28. Okay. Girls team is like 30 or 40. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I mean, I yeah, see, I'm I mean, at seven, and we don't even yeah. have a team. <laughs> Well, I think, I don't know if I told you, but our freshman girls class, we have 18 girl freshmen. That's crazy. 18. 18. Which, and then for the guys, we have five. Wow. Yeah. So imagine, yeah, it was just, I think, yeah, I had more girls on my trips than guys. And the trip that I took to Iowa for my official, we had all the girls except one commit. Wow. That's insane. I can't even like, I can't picture like, you know, being on a team with that many people. We, you know, we were barely able to handle it with seven girls. (laughs) Like, It's gotta be crazy. Yeah. Imagine, imagine 18 freshman girls. No, it wouldn't work. I'm telling you, it would not work. (laughs) It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I think the first, you know, the first week is like, oh my gosh, yeah, we all have, we're all friends. Let's go yeah. get ice cream, and then it's like drama. It's like, oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah. That's kind of the, the something I had to accept. I was like, who am I kidding? Like, how are like a bunch of college girls supposed to get along? Like when you're, you know, with each other four hours a day. Like it's just, it's never gonna be perfect. Like. Oh, everyone man. you know everyone has only you know one or two real close friends and then you have a bunch of acquaintances like you know you are so right yeah i i have never agreed more with, with anybody <laughs> it's unbelievable i think i have maybe like a group of like four including yeah. me like three others that yeah, I consider friends, and it's like out the window you know acquaintances or teammates <laughs> exactly I mean that's all you need like as long as you get along with everyone you're not you know completely clashing like of course you are gonna have people who are like I really can't stand to see them every single day but like you gotta fake it till you make it and just kind (laughs) of get through it (laughs) preach it it's Easter Sunday preach it (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah yeah I think yeah it's just I mean I know I know this year was crazy with the 18 freshman girls no offense if you're listening um it was there's a lot you know freshman i mean i was i mean i was surprised when i heard that you only you were the only freshman going to west virginia yeah so i'm the only freshman i mean girls tennis really only can have eight 
girls on a team like if there are more than eight then you know they're just walk-ons um but so that's kind of where you're gonna see we, we were on the low end of that obviously we had seven and then um one was hurt for a lot of the year so now we're down to six and that's you're definitely not a, in a great position when you have only six girls because that's like the minimum you need to play a match so yeah. we're all kind of walking on eggshells every day like oh god if we if we get injured we're screwed so yeah well wow considering i met the only freshman on the girls West Virginia <laughs> tennis team that's that's pretty impressive <laughs> i know yeah thank all right so um i don't know if if this or how this applies but um how would you say like you built the relationship between like head coach and you i know a lot of people uh during the recruiting process like only go to assistant or only go to right. head coach um i know i had um, kai my friend kai bathers he was the guy before me uh or before you he uh he was talking about how he emailed the head coach but attached all the assistant coaches because you know the head coach doesn't want to see emails like that yeah yeah so they, they're okay. just like all right go look at the email whatever um, but yeah, so, so how did that, so how did you go along with that? Did you connect better with the assistant, the head coach? Um, I would say maybe when I was taking my visits, like on officials, uh, I think half of them, I only met the, uh, the assistant coach and they showed me around campus and everything like that. So, I mean, there are a couple of schools where I never met the head coach. Like I could have maybe emailed them talk you know spoken through text and stuff but still you know never really sat down and talked to them face to face so that was you know hard it was like oh well like I just saw this school but I don't even know who's leading this team um so I think you know and all and same with you know when I was at West Virginia I the assistant coach was the one who recruited me and he was also like new to coming into the program that year too so we we're the only two like new people coming in so yeah, we definitely yeah. um, got close pretty immediately. Um, I think I felt like most comfortable around him. We were, you know, we could probably relate the best, you know, we we're the two newbies in town. So, um, and then I think, you know, getting to know your head coach, it's, it's going to be, you know, no matter what, it's going to be a little bit um, tougher and it's going to be more of a process because, you know, they weren't, probably weren't the ones that even brought you into the program. It's just, you know, word of mouth from their assistant that, you know, you're a great, you know, asset to our team. So for me, it was being completely open with them all the time and kind of trying to talk to them the way that you talk to the assistant coach. And um, definitely, no matter what, with coaches, they're going to have different ways of coaching and how they speak to the players also is going to be different from ev for every single coach. So mm -hmm. if I'm used to hearing like instruction just from the assistant coach, it's going to be tough, you know, hearing things in a different word from, um, from the head coach. So for me, it was just like completely accepting that he's going to, you know, coach differently. He's going to be a different person in general, have a different personality. So I just ha had to be really open to that and, you know, go have meetings with him, go, you know, just get to know him better as a person, get to know his family, like what, where he came from, everything like that. Yeah. So you, so you definitely had a relationship with more of the messenger than the, the head yeah, coach. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I would, I would say the same thing. I didn't, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I started getting along with my head coach maybe in November you know, okay. yeah. season starts in August, <laughs> getting along with them, yeah. that's kind of a big jump. So uh, mm -hmm. uh, definitely having um, the assistant coaches were nice. Um, yeah. But uh, so, you know, you, you talked about Navy a little bit, you talked about West Virginia. I mean, what were you like looking for? If you had to like pick like, you know, three, three to five things that you were really like trying to look for in college, what, what were you looking? Mm -hmm. So, I would say originally I wanted to like compete at the highest level, um, like collegiate level. So I wanted to play, you know, in the SEC or ACC or big 12, um, you know, 
you know, Big Ten, Pac-12, whatever. I wanted to be at one of the big power five schools. So that was something originally that I looked into. And then, um, you know, once I started looking at those schools, it was more like, okay, just kind of crossing them off the list. Like, okay, you hear bad things about this program and this coach. So, okay, let's eliminate that school. Um, And I think I kind of wish that I kind of did that from the bat and not necessarily just blew off the other like second tier division one schools yeah, but yeah, yeah. um because that I mean at the end of the day you're playing college tennis you're playing college sports everyone's good like division two division three yeah, everyone yeah. it's I, I don't think there's any difference in level um so I think that's something I wish I did a little bit differently um was definitely getting out there talking to people because when you talk to the assistant coach or when they reach out to you, they're like, their objective is to recruit you. So they're going to show you the best things. They're going to tell you the greatest things. Um, I think it's important for you to go behind the scenes and talk to people like, Hey, do you know this team? Well, do you know this program? You know, talk to your personal coaches. Like, what do you think about this school? Um, because that's at the end of the day, that's going to be the most important thing is how well you fit in there. And you're not going to be happy if you're at, you know, playing at the best level in the biggest division one school, if, you know, you hate your teammates and hate your coach. Like it's just, it's never going to be a good situation. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I completely agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, having a relationship, is, it's, that connection is huge when you're looking into the process. I mean, I think for me, it was, it was just that connection, you know, academics and just, like you said, trying to be the, the highest, you know, level you can be at to compete. I think, you know, we, we kind of look at Division two and Division three as, you know, I mean, Division two and Division three. you know, yeah. you don't see them as higher, you know, people, but at the end of the day, they can – be just as good as you in snapping the fingers. Yeah. Which is really sure. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's just, it's crazy that like a lot of people, I mean, I actually, I know a couple of people who, who go division two swimming and are now just almost competing for national championships. Wow. You know, and it's like, it's like, okay, do I want to go D2? Do I want to yeah. go D1? You know, and it's like, right. Because D one or D two offers, you know, not a not an easier standard, but it is like not as like high a level like we were talking about. You yeah. know, you're probably I, I don't know if this is what you want, but you know, trying to like build tennis more than after college possibly. Right. So if you do that, you obviously want to go against the best in in, in the world nation. So right. division one offers that. Which is yeah. definitely, which is definitely something that a lot of people need to take into consideration. I mean, I know I was thinking about, you know, where do I want to be in my swimming career? Like, how how long do I want to do this for? Because if you want to, you know, if you, if you don't want to have that, like, if you don't want to be at the high level, like, of course you want to be at the high level, but don't really want to do much with it, like then you can pick a certain school, D2, a high D2, low D1, something like that. But when you start to, you know, sit, like, set up what you want to do before the process, you know, you got to sit down and say, okay, how long do I want to do this for? I mean, I think you can agree that, like, it really depends on how long you want to do it, how much you're willing to sacrifice for that sport and for – you know, your friends and family. I mean, I know a couple of people, like my friend Kyle was talking about, he moved from California to Indiana. I mean, that's that's one sacrifice right there because right. Indiana has been the top five school in the NCAA, which is unbelievable. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think for, for you, what you kind of said about, like, being at that high level, like, you want to be the best. You want to look for a team that's the best. And I think a lot of our, our listeners need to – to think about how, how much they love the sport or how much right. they love what they do. Because people, I think for me, it was like the first two months were hell. You know, mm-hmm. training was just, 
you, you change it, like everything. You change diet, you change training from, you know, weightlifting, you change school and academics, you got to get to bed early. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of the things is just like, you got to understand that if you, if you love your sport and you love what you, what you do, it's, it's almost just, it changes the amount of schools you have. Like I, I thought of it mostly as like pools of schools, you know, so you have like the, the big 10, the PAC 12, stuff like that, those yeah. pools. But then you can check which schools, like, you know, you want to play most interest to. So if you're not really, like, loving the sport or you don't want that much push, you pick kind of like the lower Big Ten or the lower Pac-12, the lower SEC. While then you can pick, like, if you know that you're, you know, on the brink of either getting a walk-on or maybe, like, a little bit of scholarship, then you pick higher you know, because then you know it's going to be harder, better competition. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, that's how I went about it. Um, I think that's what you kind of touched on, right? I mean, yeah, I think so too. Um, definitely, I agree with. I would say looking, you know, when you are in the recruiting process and beginning to look at schools, I think it is most important to really think long term, like what do you want out of this sport? Like, do you feel like you can play at a professional level and make a career out of it? And if not, if you're kind of just playing your sport to get through school and, you know, to have something to do, whether, you know, maybe you're getting scholarship for it. So you're getting your education paid for, then, you know, maybe you want to look at um, a higher level academic school. Um, And, you know, when you don't see yourself, playing your sport afterward afterwards you just want to play it to get you know a degree um Mm -hmm. i think that's more important to probably look at you know okay maybe i do look at division two division three really strong academic schools where i don't really have to worry about my sport it's kind of secondary to you know being a student um i think i would say you know everyone says you're like you're you're a student athlete but you know at these big schools it's it's tough to I would say you're an athlete first like you know the toll that you're putting on your body and the hours that you're putting in all day like it's it's really tough to you know you are missing school for your sport so it's obviously academics doesn't come for it first like um but yeah I mean I think it was really tough for me going into the big 12 and that type of training um just because you know leading up to that i i didn't have that you know level of training or i didn't know that that's what i would be doing you know i got i got sick from how my diet was changing you know you know my body was changing i'm lifting way more weights than i've ever lifted before than i ever knew i could lift so it's like wow like i, I didn't know this would you know, consists of this, I'm waking up, you know, I have to be at my, you know, in the training room and at at six in the morning. So, okay, how do I get eight hours of sleep? I have to fall asleep before 9.30 PM. Like when I'm used to saying, you know, right now I'm not going to bed till like 3 AM. Like, like, what am I doing? (laughs) So it's, it's a learning process. Yeah. It's a learning process for sure. And, you know, you, you know, you have to really love what you do to find enjoyment in it every single day, um, you know, to motivate yourself to, you know, maybe not go out on a Friday night because you have morning practice on Saturday or a same with Sunday, some sports or practices. And it's like, okay, you got to prioritize that because that's what you decided. That's why you came to school. Yeah. Well, you listen here first. You got to love your sport it's yeah crazy i mean oh man I, I gotta say like just throughout this year I, I i know i mentioned stepping back but i had to step back a couple times just because i didn't really love it yeah. anymore you know you gotta uh, you gotta go back to where it all began you know it, it sounds kind of you know corny and cliche but it's just like you know you gotta you gotta step back and say like okay i do want to do this for four years yeah. you know i mean I think from athlete to athlete, you know, especially being at high levels like we are, like 
loving the sport takes over anything anything else yeah. like that love for it is just i mean i'm dying i can't i want to get in the water right now or i want to <laughs> work out you know i can't you know all the pools are closed so i can't do anything um but you know it's just loving that loving the sport that you do is is unbelievable and um i mean while we're on it like how was that transition i mean i know you said that like you know, the diet threw you off and, you know, you're weightlifting more. I mean, how was that transition to it? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was tough for sure. Like I can't say that it went easy and smooth for me at all. You know, I'm, you know, I was having weekly meetings with our, you know, a nutritionist and our, you know, our weight trainer, just like kind of, you know, I have to ask them like, okay, is this really like what you want me to do? Is this really going to get me, to you know this you know division one level because this is never what i did growing up and so i think it's important to be completely honest and if you don't feel good about something then you have to speak out about it um for me it was you know growing up and everything i i have i have like a wacky diet like i'll be completely honest like i don't i don't eat a lot of meat at all just because i don't necessarily like it so going into school it was I also never ate breakfast growing up never like hate it I hate waking up and stuffing my face in the morning I just I'm not gonna do it so when you have like an hour of hard lifting and then following with three hours of practice starting at six in the morning because I'm waking up at 5 30 so how do I how am I gonna fuel my body to get through that Um, so that was something that we had to work on a lot. Like, okay, what's something very minimal that you can eat and enjoy eating just to get you through this? Like, um, that was definitely a big change for me was, you know, being able to, you know, adjust to that, you know, eating meals at different times because I'm waking up so early. So maybe you're eating like, you know, just four or five small meals throughout the day because of your schedule. Um, you know, I'm not waking up at like nine or 10 and then, you know, just kind of eating a lunch and then snack and then a dinner. Like it's yeah. definitely different and you're going to have to adjust to it. Um, so I think the biggest thing that helped me was kind of sitting down and actually talking through it. Be like, this is what I did in high school. And now I'm, I have to do something completely different. So can you help me get there? Like, can you help me make this easier for me? And they really are there to help you. And, you know, I think it's going to be toughest with, you know, freshmen because no matter what, you probably haven't trained and you probably haven't done everything that a division, you know, one, if you're in a big, big big school, it's, you're not doing everything that they're, you're going to be doing there. Um, Yeah. And then, maybe on like the like lifting side of things like it's it's probably different for guys and you know different sports of course but like you know for me and you know a lot of like female athletes it's you know we never grew up like lifting heavy weights like we're not going to be squatting like 200 pounds every day it's like no we're gonna take the five pound dumbbells and just do a couple like arm raises and call it a day (laughs) maybe go on a couple mile run but that's kind of how it was for me so um no matter what like in high school I think it's easier to kind of control your practices and how hard you go and I mean that's how it was for me. I don't know. It could be different with different sports and just because tennis is so individual, it's, it's definitely mental. And I think I was more able to control how I wanted the practice to go that day, depending on really how I woke up and how I was feeling. Um, but maybe for different sports, it's different because you are, you're on a team or you're probably doing team events and practicing with the team. So you can't just slack for a day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And I think, um, I think the biggest thing for, for freshmen that, that need to understand is like, you gotta like utilize our, our resources. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I think the biggest thing is like, we're not alone in this. Like, we may be far away from home, but I mean, you have people that are, that are helping you with like nutritionists. Like I, yeah. I had one too. Um, I had weekly meetings with my with my weight with my 
weight coach too, you know, the same thing. And um, I think the way you touched on a little bit was also like, you know, making sure that it was going the right way, you know, because I mean, you probably weren't used, you said that you weren't feeling well. I mean, you got to make sure you're, you're still going on the same path that you want. You know, yeah. you don't want you don't want to do one thing and just think that it's the only way, you know, mm -hmm. or you have to stuff your face with breakfast in order yeah. to do this. You know, <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to think that. I mean, compromise a little bit, maybe, I don't know, a granola bar or, yeah. you know, small thing of yogurt. I don't know, just yeah. stuff like that. And, um, I mean, I know that that's definitely what I did. And, um, I mean, I think you could say like re our resources are, are huge. I mean, I think we're lucky enough to be student athletes and we have, you know, we don't really have to pay for counseling, yeah. you know, or pay for a nutritionist or pay for these things. It kind of comes in the package, which is nice. Um, and I mean, I think, you know, you, you really use those too, right? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, they, that's what they're there for. Like, uh, you know, they have great jobs as well like their only job is to make sure that you know our trainer's only job is to make sure that we get stronger and mm -hmm. that we're getting better on the court and you know same with our nutritionist make sure that we feel good healthy and can perform at our best level um and so they're gonna no matter what tell you to do what you know they think is probably a standard you know when you're coming in that they think that you know this is you know, probably where you want to start. Um, so it's important that if that change is so drastic and different that, you know, you, you do reach out and be like, okay, well, you know, there are like, of course, a, like exceptions to that. Maybe, you know, you don't feel as healthy when you're, you know, when you're like bulked with muscle and, you know, stuff like that, or when you are, eating a lot of, you know, a different type of food. If you're eating way more protein than you've ever eaten, you're probably going to, you know, feel much stronger, but then again, you might feel slower. So it's important to talk with them and be completely open and honest because they, you know, they're not going to be like, no, this is the only way you can do things. They're going to, no matter what, you know, find a different way to help you get to the, you know, end level. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, like being being open-minded is yeah. huge like you're you're gonna I mean I know I came in and I was like you know I don't really want to do this you know <laughs> I, I I didn't really have an argument with with anybody but it was more like I don't want to do this yeah you know it's like you were so used to you know being comfortable with something you know the same routine every single day yeah. for however long it was in in high school and then just doing the same you know, routines and the same, you know, practices and you knew what the schedule was going to be. I mean, I know I was struggling with just being open. You yeah. know, I, I had to accept that, you know, being, you know, being in a different environment, like you're not going to have the same breakfast every morning. You're not going to mm -hmm. have the same sandwich every morning or sandwich yeah. every lunch. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this fun fact. I had a turkey sandwich every single day since second grade <laughs> Maybe really? the same sandwich every single day at lunch and you know i go to college and it's like salad <laughs> protein and it's like okay well yeah that's out the window i'll tell you this the moment the first day i got to college i tried to make a sandwich it didn't work out and i gave up i gave up it was over oh i was i was over it i mean <laughs> yeah, so, so being open minded is huge. You know, I think I think we can both agree that, you know, you gotta you gotta really like just accept where you are. I mean, you know, you, you managed to, to get through with it. You know, you said you didn't you don't wanna stuff yourself with, with breakfast, yeah. you know, or or just have a, a giant thing of, you know, eggs, baby, just everything. Yeah. And you know, you have small meals. You know, mm -hmm. you were able to we're able to change it from three meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner to what small meals, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think that's a, a great, you know, a great thing that, that a lot of our listeners need to know is like, you're not going to have the same schedule. Yeah. I mean, you're, right. you're not, everything is, is changed. You have to put a lot on yourself. Like I know well, there were a couple practices where I had practice at two and I had to eat lunch but I had class 
So I went into practice without eating, but I went into, I don't know if you guys have one, but we have a, a fueling station, like a you yeah. know, nutrition station. We had mm-hmm. one uh, right next to locker rooms. I grabbed a, a bag of pita chips, stuffed my space with them, and I was like, all right, ready to go to practice. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah. you know, so you gotta, you gotta start planning things and, and yeah. being responsible and, you know, you don't eat lunch. You can't say your mom didn't make you lunch yeah. or you forgot to make lunch. No, there's no excuses. Yeah. No, that's something that I definitely, I went through that too. You know, it would be the beginning of the year and we would have, you know, a fitness test um, just kind of to, it was like, you know, our first initial, like, all right, fall fitness test. And we're going to do the same thing in the spring to see how much you guys are improving. And, you know, it's at 6.30 a.m. And I was like, okay, like, I know what the fitness test consists of. Like, I feel good about it. Like, and then, I mean, this was probably like my second week at school. I still don't know that I'm supposed to be eating breakfast every morning. So it's like, I go there and I'm like, literally like, you know, seeing stars. Like, I'm like, okay, I think, I think I'm probably going to pass out right now because I was just like, you know, what is going on? Like, I know I can do this stuff. Like, um and they're like okay well did you eat breakfast I was like no like why would I you know why would I eat breakfast and then that was like the biggest thing are you kidding like you have to eat breakfast you're you know you're a division one athlete like that's the most important thing it's like taking care and fueling your body so I was like okay well I guess it's time to learn how to eat breakfast in the morning so I mean it's definitely no matter what you're not going to be comfortable going into your freshman year of college if you're playing a sport um, there's so many things that are changing and, you know, it's, you have to reach out for help sometimes. Like you can't expect yourself to just, you know, be perfect at everything and just yeah. somehow do everything well. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I think, uh, a big part is just like, like exactly what you just said, you know, you you can't do all of it alone. Yeah. You know, I think, I think, uh, I, I forgot who told me, but you know, they're talking about how everyone's going to have the call, you know, you know the, the call with your yeah. parents, yeah, you know, so, so you're going to have that no matter what. And <laughs> a lot of people just, you know, need to understand that, like, you know, you, you got, it's going to take a while. Like, I know it took me a while to figure out what I was going to do on certain days. You know, I was so used to having the same lunch every day, <laughs> you know, and I had to change it like Mondays. I don't know, a salad and something else, or yeah. depending on what, what the, uh, the dorms gave us, you know, yeah. what the, you know, what it gave us, it was like, okay, <laughs> you know, you can't have yeah. this every day or you can't have, you know, this same, I don't know, chicken sandwich or pasta, mm-hmm. or you can't have it. Cause you know, some days it's Asian food, some days it's Indian food, you know, yeah. you, you can't do that. It's like, yeah it's just being open-minded and, and scheduling everything you know mm-hmm. it's, it's unbelievable how much you know time you, you take scheduling things and and doing you know and just i don't even know it's just like scheduling and just knowing that you have that help behind you yeah you no know, it's, it's unbelievable. yeah absolutely i think that goes for you know even non-athletes in college, like no matter what they're going through changes, they're not, you know, I still have, you know, friends that are in high school who their parents wake them up every morning. Like, no, like that's, it's not gonna, like, you don't have your mom cooking you spaghetti every single night. Like you gotta go on your own. You, you have to, you know, eat, you know, what the dining hall has. Like uh, it's tough. Like no matter what, like everyone's gonna have to, take a couple months and just learn how to you know live college lifestyle on your own yeah yeah Yeah. i'll tell you i do miss my mom's spaghetti i will tell you oh i think we all do yeah oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) um so you know to our listeners i mean you know a lot of people are going to be you know figuring out their college experience and transition and stuff i mean what advice you give give to them right now if they're if they're going through the kind of like the struggle or if they're enjoying it I don't know how you did it but you did um uh, what what advice would you give to our listeners right now yeah I would um I think something that you mentioned also is just 
when you're kind of just going through it, you're like, man, I don't know what I'm doing right now. This, there's so many things that are overwhelming me. Um, I think it's really important to just take a step back and just look at the big picture. Like you, you guys are being wanted by college coaches across the nation. Like you guys have it all in your hands to decide where you want to get an education or where you want to, you know, compete for your sport. And so I think that's really important just to know, like, you know, everything you are in a much better situation than so many of, you know, kids obviously across the nation that have no idea what this process is even like, because they don't, you know, they don't do anything that has to do with it. So um, I would say for sure, just, you know, step back, take, you know, take a couple of days, take a week and just, you know, m- you know, maybe put your phone down, you know, don't, you know, don't look at your emails for a minute and, you know, talk with your parents, be completely open. Um, yeah. I think may- just n- trying not to, you know, become completely consumed with it um, because we're all, you know, I took, four or five month break from my sport and I still ended up playing you know division one tennis and yeah, you know I probably yeah, yeah. You know, will at my next school too like no matter what <laughs> yeah. you're not gonna you know sometimes that's the best thing is just to you know regain that like passion and love for the sport mm-hmm. yeah yeah I would I would definitely agree that that one thing that a lot of our listeners need to is just just love the sport like yeah. you're not going to be able to get through it. I, th- I don't think we would be where we are right now if no we didn't way. love the sport. <laughs> yeah. I know um, as much as we may hate it sometimes, like at the end of the day, like we're all here and we're yeah. all getting through it together. So it's, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so I know this going to be a funny question. I mean, considering, <laughs> you know, transferred a, a year and a half, you know, or, or yeah. one and a half times. Uh, what, what advice would you give yourself? You know, I mean, a lot of people, you know, it, it, it just what, what would you tell yourself if you could go back right now? Yeah, I would say try. Mm, let's see. <laughs> Bring me back to junior year. I think. Pick one school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I think probably just trying to block out the talk as much as possible. I know like I, you know, didn't have it as hard as maybe some other people did, but at the end of the day, like this is every single person is different and you're going to fit in in different places. You know, maybe you're an unbelievable swimmer, but you don't feel comfortable at a school with 50,000 people. So, you know, maybe, you know, say, you know, Ohio State or something is really has a really good swim team, like, maybe that school is not for you, even though they have a great swim team, you know, you do feel comfortable, you know, in a smaller environment. So I think just because of what people say, or what numbers say, you know, rankings and stuff like that, I think it's, you got to be just completely true to yourself. And, you know, really think about where you're going to fit in like as a person like for me I I don't necessarily think that I am you know function best in like a huge school so you know I think maybe I would be more comfortable in a smaller environment even though you know it is it's it's cool to say that you play at a huge division one school like regardless like it's it's pretty sick but um you know, that can only really take you so far. And that's, it's really only just talk. And I think it's probably most important to just, you know, figure out where you're most comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, uh, I would definitely agree. And, and well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, hopefully anybody who's in your shoes heard that, you know, yeah. so, you know, make sure. Uh, yeah. I completely agree with all that. All right. So one last question. So yeah. it's not really on on the same you know timeline or whatever yeah. we're talking about, but because we're in quarantine, yes. we have so much time. <laughs> so give me your three top songs or three top artists you're giving, you're listening to right now. Uh, okay. 
Um, I feel like I'm I'm giving away like my hidden gems. Um, <laughs> okay. okay, okay, okay. Sorry, guys. Um, I would say number one, Dominic Fike. Um, I'm I think his probably his most popular song is Three Nights, but all his other songs are unreal. Okay. Um, Keep that in mind. Write it down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go go through Spotify. Everything. Second uh surfaces um every i would say every single song every album just just listen to them on repeat it's gonna you're gonna feel like you're on an island in the sun just relaxing and enjoying life no matter where you are um and then let's see number three Mm, i gotta go with some john mayer okay all day why is that why is that yeah He's, I don't know. He's one of my all-time favorites. I think, uh, I don't know. I've, I've never disliked one of his songs. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, I could listen to him all day. If I think if I could meet someone or go to anyone's concert, it would be John Mayer. All right. Well, everybody listening, you guys are all bored. So go listen to that. Go listen yeah. to all of them. Um, Kat, why don't you give, Give your, uh, you know, your username on Spotify, uh, not Spotify, Instagram, so that, like, anybody can contact you um, or anything like that. How can they contact you? Yep. My Instagram handle, it's uh, Lyman. It's K-L-Y-M-A-N-N. So an extra N at the end. Go follow me. I'll follow you back. If you have any questions, message me, whatever. Perfect. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Hopefully I get to see you on a plane soon. Yeah, um, I'm sure we'll run it on a random plane again <laughs> in Texas. Yeah, hey, hey, why not? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we'll, we'll catch up. And um, But thank you so much for, for giving a little bit about the tennis side and yeah. and just how it's, you know, it's, it's all different for us. So I think um, all of our viewers really appreciate it. And, um, and I know I appreciate it. And thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. It was awesome chatting. I hope you don't go crazy in quarantine and that you can get back in your pool sometime soon. Woo! Did you get goosebumps? Because I know I did. And I do know that that was another great episode of the On Top Soon podcast and another great opportunity to learn how you can be the best and to reach your full and highest potential. Thank you so much to the very talented athlete we had on today. And before you go, please go give our Twitter account a follow at On Top Soon Podcast and go rate us on iTunes to give us some feedback on how we can be better every single day. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll look forward to hearing from you soon.